Welcome to Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. My name is Lisa Wilkerson, and I am the host of this podcast. This is my pilot episode, and I'm so, so, so excited to finally be putting together a podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, because this is my first episode, I would like to give you just a little insight into what my podcast is going to be about, and then also talk a little bit about me, um, who I am, what I'm about. So my podcast is going to probably be very heavily involved in intercultural experiences and communications. I am what they call a TCK, third culture kid. Um, Third culture kid, in case you don't know what that means, it's a child who grows up in one culture that is not their parents' culture and basically creates their own very unique culture. So my parents are American, but I grew up in Japan. So I took from both and I created my own hodgepodge culture. Um, And, you know, it's a great position to be in because obviously you are bicultural. Sometimes you're bilingual. Um, However, when you grow up in a different culture, you don't necessarily have a very strong sense of identity, when, especially when it comes to one country, one culture. You know, you can't really fit in because you just don't. You don't have that loyalty to one country. Um, and I can totally relate to that. I'm absolutely that way. I mean, I'm American, but I've spent 30 plus years in Japan. And so obviously not Japanese. I don't look Japanese, um, but I have been very heavily influenced by the culture, the people. Some of my best friends are in Japan and some of my longest relationships, you know, work relationships and whatnot are in Japan. Um, so, but now I've lived here in the U.S. for about 14 years And so, you know, obviously I know a little bit more about this culture, but I really didn't know anything about America until I moved here um, at the age of 39. So that was a whole nother crazy, bizarre scenario. But so that's going to be something that I will touch on a lot, I think. And I will also have guests who have had maybe a similar background but a very different experience, or maybe they've had a similar background and a similar experience. Um, Another thing that I want to touch on as well, as you know, I do a lot of work as an interpreter where I am working for a Japanese client, or sometimes I'm working for a U.S. client. And one of the things that I'm always having to do is straddle the two very different work cultures. Um, and so I want to talk a lot about that kind of thing too. Like, how do you do that? And, you know, and, and as an interpreter, it's always a balancing act and it's, you know, and I do think that one of the reasons I can do that is because of my background as a TCK. I think it gives me a lot more insight into what to do, what not to do, um, which once more goes back to the intercultural experiences and communications. Another topic that I will definitely be touching on is learning to reinvent yourself. 
You know, I think this is something that we've all had to do, especially the past couple years with COVID and whatnot. We've all had to pivot quite a bit, whether, whether it be with family life or with work socially. Um, and so I think the, you know, learning to reinvent yourself is extremely important. And when I was 39, once more, you know, I lived in Japan for 30 some years, moved here at the age of 39 to LA. I had never had a credit card before. I had never driven before. So I'd never had a driver's license. So I'm basically coming over here and starting from zero. Um, and then also the work situation. I had to figure out how I could be relevant here in America, like what I could do, what I couldn't do. And so there was a lot of reinventing of myself. Um, but I also feel that it taught me so much about myself. Um, so I'm a huge fan of doing that at any age, reinventing yourself. And, you know, I want to bring on guests that reflect that as well. So, you know, and I think that um, kind of going back to the TCK topic too, you know, I mean, there might be people who are listening to this who are like, I can't really relate to that. But I think that this is something that is actually um, when you think about it, a TCK, one of the biggest things that they talk about, and this is a negative, right? If they talk about negative, usually they say, I don't fit in. I don't fit anywhere. I don't fit in America. I don't fit in, in well, Japan, whatever, you know? And I think that not fitting in, feeling different, feeling left out is something that many of us have experienced at some point or another in their li in our lives. So in that way, I think that maybe, you know, even if you haven't necessarily had a quote unquote intercultural background, I think that you can probably maybe relate to that aspect of it. Okay. Now a little bit about me. I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. Both my parents were born and raised in Charleston, West Virginia. We moved to South Carolina when I think I was like two or something. Um, then we moved to North Carolina, lived there for a few years. And then when I was five, my parents sat me down and told me, Liesl, we're going to be moving to a country far, far away called Japan. Now I'm five years old. I don't know anything. I don't even really know about any other countries, I'm sure. So needless to say, I had no idea what was in store, right? But but my favorite board game at that time was Candyland. So when they told me we were moving to a new country, I said, ooh, is it going to be like Candyland? And I'm sure both of my parents probably looked at each other and said, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Just like Candyland. Well, needless to say, when I arrived at Haneda Airport in 1973, it was not Candyland, but it was still a good experience. And I'm so happy I did it. But um, we moved to Sendai first. And this is an area which is northern part of Japan, probably about 80 miles or so away from the epicenter of the 2011 earthquake and tsunami, which I'm sure you guys know about. Um, absolutely gorgeous part. 
of Japan. And we lived there for three years. I went to a wonderful one-room school. Of course, there are not very many non-Japanese or even English speakers then. So, you know, my school had like 10 people in it, maybe. Um, But it was a really good introduction for me to Japan and to the culture to the language, and I loved it. And then we moved to Austin, Texas, um, the summer of my third grade year, because my dad actually had a sabbatical. Um, He was going to University of Texas. And so we went there. So, you know, my first day of school, I go and the teacher has me stand up because I'm a new kid in school, says, well, kids, we have a special special student. She's come all the way from Japan. And, you know, and then she goes on to say, you know, you don't really look like you're Japanese. I'm like, yeah, I'm not Japanese. Um, And then still to this day, I can't believe this, but she went on to say, maybe, you know, though, when I look at you have kind of almond shaped eyes. So I'm wondering if maybe the water and the air living there for so long is kind of in a way, you know, like influence, like affected, you know, and maybe that's why you have those lovely almond shaped eyes. Right. And I look at her and I'm sure I, I knew then I was like, this woman's crazy. What is she talking about? So, you know, I, but I didn't really say that of course, because she's a teacher and I was a new kid. I did go home um, that day and tell my parents what my teacher said. And they were appalled. Um, I can't even imagine like what they were talking about that night, you know, after hearing that. But I mean, both my parents are teachers, very, you know, very, very smart, you know, um, they're very all about academia, right? So um, yeah, I can only imagine how, how appalled they must have been. Um, Anyway, so Then we moved back to Japan and I lived in Tokyo for the first time, went to international school there. Great experience. A lot of people that I continue to stay in touch with to this day. Um, And then we went back to Columbia, South Carolina, and that was when the, at the very end of seventh grade. And so I spent about, I would say quarter of a maybe about three fourths of a year in South Carolina. And my dad at that time was working with USC. Um, And I remember telling my best friend, Vicky was her name. And I told her that we were getting ready to go back to Japan. This was, I think this was, this was like the third semester in eighth grade is when I started, you know, my new school in Japan. So, you know, right before then, And I'm telling her, so, you know, I'm going to be moving back, but it was really great. You know, I really, you know, you're such a great friend. I'm going to miss you. And then Vicky's like, don't worry. I'm going to be getting my driver's permit. So I'll come and visit. I'll have to drive and visit you. And I just remember telling her, yeah, well, I don't know if you're going to be able to drive there, but, (laughs) um, but it's kind of interesting because I have, you know, like a couple of these moments that I just remember so vividly where, 
I'm in this crazy zone moment is what I call them, you know, where someone where I just, you know, they just have no idea The they don't know Japan. They, they think Japan and China are the same place. You know, they think, Oh, do you guys always want, you know, ride around on bicycles? No, we do. Of course, Japan does have lots of bicycles. However, they build cars, you know, cause I, I mean, which of course we all know now, but back in the day, I can't tell you how many times people would ask me, do they have cars in Japan? Like, how do you guys get around, you know? Um, and so, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of that very, um, interesting, I guess, position to be in where, you know, and I know that I'm coming from a different place and I know that I've got a unique or different background, um, you know, but, and sometimes, yeah, people just don't know. So you have to kind of explain it to them. I think, I do think one thing that it has taught me is to one, not take myself too seriously a lot of the times and, um, but also to be tolerant, you know, and I think this is another topic that, I will be touching on at some points in my podcast is tolerance, whether it be of, you know, culturally or religious or, you know, I mean, it's just so important. And I think that there's less of that nowadays. And so, you know, I think just getting to hear other people's stories and listening to other people's stories. And, you know, this is something that I really want to touch on uh, in my podcast. And hopefully you guys are, you know, excited about that. And anyway, back to my background and to me, it's all about me, people. Um, Not really, but so we moved back to Japan and I lived there pretty much. Well, no, I went to high after high school. I did go for a year of college in Dayton, Tennessee, and that was a huge culture shock for me. Um, I came, you know, from Tokyo and we were living in the area, Shibuya Harajuku area. So very, you know, kind of hip, hip area. Um, and we went from there to a very small town, town, yeah, city, not, not city, um, called, you know, Dayton. And I just could not relate to so many of the conversations that were going on around me. But one really interesting aspect of that was for whatever reason, for the first time at that college, they had a, an exchange student from Japan and her name was Shoko. And we gravitated towards her, to, to each other. Like we, um, she was a bit younger. I, no, she was older than me. She was two years older than me. I think she was a junior. So, but we would always get together just so we could speak Japanese to each other. And, you know, at that time, my Japanese was not very good at all. Like I did really didn't use it that much, but we did get together to talk about Japan, talk about Japanese stuff. And that was when for the first time I thought, okay, I'm not this super American girl. Yep. I found that out. That's not who I am. Um, so who am I? Like, where do I fit in in this crazy hodgepodge 
scenario that, you know, I've grown, grown up in. So after that one year of college, I decided to go back to Japan and spend time trying to figure out where the two cultures, where the two countries, how, like, what were they to me and what did they represent to me? And how was I going to incorporate them into who I am? Um, and this is something that really does take a lot of time, I think, to, you know, find peace on this matter. I mean, it took me a couple stages of, or, you know, no, oh, Americans, ah, you know, and um, so it's, it was a journey for sure. But I think that because I went through that, um, that it's really taken me to where I am now. And now I would not change it for the world. Like I'm so, so proud to have had a, and blessed to have had a very unique and different background. Um, so anyway, when I moved back to Japan to kind of reflect and figure out who I wanted to be, who am I, where am I, what am I, is when I started working in radio. And that, of course, led to me doing a lot of voice work and working with TV and then also working with, um, you know, I, I did a lot of work as well interpreting um, and also the Lost in Translation, which I will definitely do an episode about just in and of itself. That's a great experience that I want to talk about, um, you know, with the with Sofia Coppola, her film and uh, Bill, Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. But also, um, yeah, it's just, you know, that whole time I was I was very involved in the media and entertainment world, you know, and so and I was very hip and up to what was going on musically or even with entertainment, with news, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I didn't know anything about America, really, you know, and I mean, I knew what I saw on the news and saw in the movies and TV and heard on the radio, but I still had never lived in America. So at the age of 39, I decided to move to America. And as I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, completely reinvent myself and not even knowing what I was getting myself into. And that has it's taken, you know, I thought I maybe a year, two years, I'm like, oh yeah, I got this new problem. I'm good. But no, I'm still sometimes I think adjusting. I remember one of the crazy experiences that I had because I had a Japanese roommate when I first lived in, um, when I lived in LA and you know, someone had sent me something, um, by UPS, I think they had sent me some flowers And so the UPS guy came and I, and you know, he said, here, here's your flowers. I'm like, oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I'm like, hold on. And I go to my friend, you know, my roommate, I'm like, uh, do I have to tip him? And then she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, what? 
Lisa, you're so Japanese. You don't know anything. I'm like, no, I don't. Because, you know, in Japan, you don't tip, right? You don't know. So I had no idea. When do I tip? Where? I mean, I had no clue. Oh, my gosh. So many times. And it was moments like that, once more, where I call them my zone moments, where I'm just reacting to the situation naturally. But people are looking at me like, are you? What are you doing? So I have many of those moments and those will also be coming up in my podcast as well. Um, So that's about it right now. Uh, But I hope that you enjoyed my first episode. Um, One thing about me as well and with this podcast, I'm not going to edit it. I'm not going to polish it. I'm going to try to, you know, keep it a little authentic. Um, So I hope that you enjoyed this and I hope that you join me again next week for the Adventures of a Blonde Geisha. Now, as for where you can find out about my podcast, I do have a website, www dot adventures of a blonde So once more, this is Liesl signing off. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm so excited that we get to finally go on this journey together. So until we meet again, live for lots of love, lots of peace. See you next time. Bye. Curly, 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 curly.